This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, live in studio for the next couple hours. Unnecessary Roughness. My man, Demond Cotton, your boy, Q. And we are going to go fast and furious on today's show. Very pumped up, very excited about the show. Uh, of course, it's been a tribute to the great, the late great John Madden all day long. And that is not going to stop now. We are going to continue to go hard in the paint and show a lot of love to John Madden all day long. Yes, there's a lot of stuff to get to as far as the silver and black goes that has to do with the game coming up on Sunday with the Colts, like Darren Waller now being put on the COVID-19 protocol list. Uh, we'll get to conversations about that. Also, Javen White, the UNLV uh, linebacker, the UNLV product that the Raiders had on the practice squad. He's now off to the Jets. He actually practiced with the Jets today. So, uh, I mean, he's he's not coming back for the rest of the Take season. Take care of New York. I mean, they're going to have to, but he got his opportunity to go from being on the practice squad, and when you get signed off a practice squad, you get put onto the active roster. And so regardless of what the Jets season is looking like, Javen White saw an opportunity to go play, and uh, uh, the players, they have their options. They can say, no, I don't want to go there, or, yeah, I want to go. And, and it's a bigger check. And it gets a bigger check and gets an opportunity. You know, and that's all you can ever ask for. In this in this business, in the NFL, you don't have any idea when your opportunities are going to come and, and how quickly they'll come. And uh, what did you say the other day? What did you say when you saw the, the Madden? Uh, it's funny that this all kind of comes full circle. When you saw the Madden documentary and you said that there was a, a line about him broadcasting and not necessarily wanting to take it, but he took the opportunity. And you said, why? Yeah, because he said, they might not want me in three years. He was like, oh, they might not want you in a few years. So that's why he that's why he jumped into broadcasting almost immediately after he was done with coaching. Exactly. And so, hey, you know, Javon White might not get another opportunity. So uh, the Jets came calling and he said, yeah, no doubt about it. I'll be on the first thing smoking. I'll be there, be ready to go. And so Javon White is off to the New York Jets. So the Raiders have made some transactions uh, for, for the current roster, adding some guys, uh, getting some guys active, coming back from COVID-19. But uh, that's not going to be the main gist of the show today. Please believe the show. Like I mentioned, we're going to go hard in the paint, showing a lot of love to Coach John Madden because because we still have tomorrow to break down the X's and O's of a game that's going to be played on Sunday. But the priorities around here on Radio Nation Radio 920, as you heard from JT the Brick Show, is going to be John Madden. And the reason is, well, easy. He earned that. So coming up in a matter of minutes, one of my favorite guests that we have on the show, uh, we've have her, had her on multiple times, Beth Mowens. She does a fantastic job for ESPN, uh, does a lot of uh, broadcast. She's actually in town right now for the Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin, and Arizona State. That's going to be tomorrow night at Allegiant Stadium. But you know her. You know her voice from preseason games, being the, the Raiders' voice for the preseason for a very long time with Matt Millen and Rich Gannon. She does a fantastic job, but that's not all she does. She does uh, NFL games. She's actually done a regular season uh, NFL games. She does college football. She does basketball. She does softball. I mean, there's not really too much that Beth Mowens does not do. So she's going to join us at 210 talk, to talk to us about Coach Madden, but really the broadcasting side and how that kind of shaped what she does in her career, and especially her ties with the Raiders organization. So very excited to talk to Beth coming up in a matter of minutes. And at 230, you want to talk about current Raiders. How about Clee Farrell? Cleve Farrell is going to join us at 2.30. And, of course, we're going to talk to him about the Raiders in the final two games of the season and the, the fact that they have an opportunity to, to make the playoffs if they just went out. I mean, that's really the easiest way to, for them to get in. Now, if they lose this game on, on Sunday, there's actually a chance they could still get in. Now, again, it's a small chance, but they can. 
And there's a chance if they win on Sunday and then lose the final game of the season, there's still a chance they can get in, but they need a lot of help. So the easiest way to do things is like my mom always says, just do it yourself. <laughs> Don't ask anyone else for help. Just go out there and do it yourself. So we'll talk to Clee about that, but we'll also ask him about John Madden because as we're going to talk to Beth about John Madden from a broadcaster's point of view, there's a lot of players, including Clee Farrell, who I'm sure grew up playing Madden and looking for themselves on the game. I actually saw Kirk Morrison tweet out uh, yesterday afternoon that he was excited when he was drafted by the Raiders. He was just excited to get into the game, you know, to know that, hey, I'm going to be uh, on the roster for this video game. And so he saw his picture on there uh, when he was drafted by the Raiders. And I thought that that was awesome because how many kids grow up, and I say kids, young men, how many of them grow up and say, I can't wait to get in that video game? Exactly, like Lamar Jackson did right. all Madden. He cried yep. when he found out he was on the cover. It means a lot to people right. because Madden for almost for 30 years now, not almost, for 30 years now, has shaped the way people have learned about football, played football. That, that it, it almost bases off, sometimes you can't go off, oh, this guy's an 85 on Madden, you right. know, so he's, he must be a pro bowler. But it's, it lets kids know who's actually a good player, which what to look for if you're actually watching the game. Right. Like, it, it translates a little bit. It really does. Like, if that guy's got a 90, Tyreek Hill's got a 99 speed, right. you know he's fast in real life. You know, life. it's funny because uh, Bryce Petty was a quarterback for Baylor, and he ended up getting drafted by the Jets. And he told the Jets media, and this is the wrong thing to tell New York media, now, he could say this to me, and I'll be okay, but he told the New York media that he had learned a lot from his rookie year to his second year by playing Madden. And so they all took that, like, really? You drafted a quarterback that didn't know the game of football, but he learned it over the summer by playing game. Madden? Now, I can understand where that comes out, you know, gets taken out of context. I thought it was kind of funny, and I kind of took it as, hey, he's not really serious, but, man, that New York media ate him up. But I, I thought that that was funny, and people do. They, they mean that. Like, hey, we grew up. Playing Madden, and we learned a lot from Madden. So we'll talk to Clee about all kind of things Raiders-related, obviously. Then our good buddy Brian Salmon from News 3 Las Vegas, he'll join us at 2.45, and we'll also pick his brain about John Madden and, and what he thought about the video game and how he grew up with John Madden and, and his thoughts. And, and then we'll talk about the game coming up on Sunday as well. Then at 3 p.m., that's just the first hour, Raider Nation. That's just the first hour. At 3 p.m., the two-time Super Bowl champ, Lester Hayes, joins the show. That's right. Technique Q. Technique, you got to train your body and train your brain. The famous words of Lester Hayes, the last time we had him on the show, he will bless us again coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Then at 3.20-ish, around that time, we plan on playing uh, John Madden's Hall of Fame speech when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So uh, don't breathe, don't blink, don't go anywhere, don't get up to go to the bathroom because I promise you, you'll miss something because this show is going to go fast and Furious, And like I said, in a matter of moments, we're going to be joined with Beth Mowens again in town. She's going to be on the call for the Las Vegas Bowl. And I, one of my first questions I have for her once we get her on is if this, you know, what happened with, with Coach Madden, and I know that she looked up to Coach Madden, as, especially as a broadcaster, if this is going to give her a little extra little edge or a little umph in her broadcast tomorrow night at the Las Vegas Bowl. It might not because she's going to do her thing regardless. But you know, for, for, for someone like me, sometimes there's certain things that happen in life, and it just kind of gives me that little extra edge and that little extra push and makes me want to come to the show with a little bit more energy or a little bit more passion behind something. And, and so I wonder if that's going to be the case for Beth as she uh, you know, goes into the booth tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. So she'll join the show in a matter of minutes, and I'm going to do my best as much as I can to be able to get some good texts, some good thoughts on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. I know there won't be a lot of time for actual calls on the Rare Nation listener line, but feel free to text in throughout the whole course of the show. And I really just, it's simple. The topic that I have today is John Madden. When you hear that name, Raider Nation, what are your thoughts? When you hear that, that name, John Madden, what does it mean to you? 
Is that Coach Madden to you? Is that the great broadcaster John Madden? Is that you growing up as a video game? Is it all three? Is it something else? Is it the Madden Cruiser? I mean, there's so many things that play into John Madden himself, and there's so many different angles that you could take. And I'm sure that there's so many different sides of, uh, of him and different takes that people feel. So that's what I want to hear on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword RNR. So uh, in a matter of seconds, we're going to be talking to uh, Beth Moans. I believe my man DeMond is actually trying to uh, get her right now. Do you got the, you got the number? I'll do a little on-air producing. You got the right number over there, bro? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. The phone's not really working. And today's the day that we, the phone has to be working. We are on a timely schedule. You got it? Uh, here, let me pass it over to you real quick because she is expecting our call. Here you go. Here is the number. Boom. There you go. That's how we do it. We do it uh, live and in, in, in real color, in real time. <laughs> That's how we get down. And I'll tell you, for me personally, uh, John Madden, I obviously didn't get to see uh, his coaching career. But I, I, know, I know the history of his coaching career, and obviously it was fantastic. You know, the 10 years, and I think that one thing I learned from the All Madden um, documentary that we saw on Christmas, and I saw it again last night as they re-aired it, was that, you know, he, he just made the decision because he just knew when to get out and decided, hey, I'm, I'm done with coaching, and I'm never going to coach again, and he didn't. Whenever John Madden said, I'm never going to do something again, he didn't do it. That's what I learned from I, I love that about him, where he said, hey, I'm never going to fly on a plane again, and he didn't. You know, he started taking the train, started taking the bus. When he made up in his mind there was something he wasn't going to do again, he didn't. He wasn't one of those guys that said, okay, well, I'm gonna, okay, I'll go back to coaching. Or, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get back on a plane. That's just, that wasn't who he was. Very strong-minded and strong-willed where he's going to get done what he needs to get done, and, and he's going to do it his way. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest keys and biggest takeaways from that, that documentary that I got to see was he's going to do things his way, and, and his way always worked out really well for him, right? So definitely appreciated um, being able to see that. And, and I thought it was really cool that Fox Sports and FS1 was able to uh, re-air the documentary last night. So I was able to watch it again. So two times in a matter of about five days, I was able to watch that. <clears throat> but excuse me. But right now, on the phone lines, very excited. As I mentioned before at the top of the show, uh, we're going to be joined by Beth Bowens. And she's on the phone lines right now. And Beth, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I know you're in town for the Las Vegas Bowl, Arizona State, and Wisconsin at Allegiant Stadium. That should be a lot of fun. And uh, first of all, how pumped up are you to get into the booth and, and, and have this broadcast tomorrow? Oh, you know, it's always exciting uh, to be a part of bowl season. And then when you get an opportunity, Q, to come, you know, to a place like Allegiant, and of course, we. Uh, you know, we're here for a preseason game, and I've, I've been here as a fan coming to a couple of Raiders games this year uh, with family and friends. So it, it, it's such a cool place, and, and you know, the, the excitement and the build-up to it all, and now to finally see it all come to be. And, and we, we, were pretty, uh, we were pretty excited to have that sort of first call in the booth in the preseason, and we were able to sort of, hey, you know, maybe you, you, you could use this here and put a light here and make sure, you know, all the sight lines are just incredible, and it's already one of the, the you know, top booths in, in all of football. And No, it really is, and we enjoy and are blessed that we have the opportunity to be there each and every home game, and I actually ran into you at, at Allegiant Stadium, you know, just being able to, to check out the game. So it's been a lot of fun this whole season just being there and being involved, and you are a broadcaster, and you do fantastic work, and, and you do work with the Raiders. You do work with, you know, college football, the NFL, softball, basketball. I mean, so many different uh, areas and fields that you cover, but tomorrow will it be a little bit more special for you since, you know, you know the passing of John Madden, and you know what John Madden meant to you and and I'm assuming that he probably helped shape your broadcasting career 
Oh, there's no doubt that it, it will be a special moment, I think, for a lot of people. And, and uh, you know, to be alongside Kirk Morrison, who is another, uh, you know, member of the Raider family and, and has worn the silver and black and has been a part of, you know, the legacy that, that John Madden played such a huge role in. And so uh, it, it uh, you know, may, may even get a little emotional at times because my wheelhouse as a young kid, you know, first watching him in the 76 um Super Bowl and, and the years surrounding that with the great Raider teams. You know, uh, I think I've told you the story before. My brother is a lifelong Raiders fan from birth, and, and I remember all of us rooting for those Raider teams and, and rooting for Coach. Did we lose her? All right, call her back. <laughs> call her back. That was a great story that she was right in the middle of. I don't know what happened to the phone, but today is not the day, phone. Today is not the day. She was right in the middle of a story. I thought maybe her phone had just, maybe she had moved or something in her phone, but then DeMond gave me that look. DeMond, call her back, please. Oh, man. We can't have that. <laughs> we cannot have that today. That will not happen. On the Sam and Ash text line from Raider J in Sacramento, he said, Rip, R.I.P. John Madden. Got another text. A charismatic coach who connected with his players. Bella Cheat may have all the rings, but he lacks Madden's ability to connect with people, players, and non-players. I like that. That's a good one. That's a, that's a real good one right there. Um, and that's one of the questions that I want to ask to some of our guests that we're going to have today, including Beth, is what made him such a good people person? What allowed him, what gave him that ability to be able to connect with everybody and not just one certain type of person, not just a player, just uh, fellow coaches, not just broadcasters, but he was able to connect with just about everybody. I don't, I, I mean, I haven't heard a story about someone he wasn't able to connect and talk to and, and show the human side of, you know what I mean? And that, that's, that's what I think is really cool. Uh, one of the great things I think is many cool men. One of the many great things that's really cool about coach John Madden. Uh, got a text from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray Q and D. It's a sad rainy day here in the Bay area with the news of Madden passing away yesterday. We lost an icon. Not only did Raider nation lose someone, but the entire sports world did. As a coach, players loved him. In the booth, us fans lost, uh, loved that passion and exciting in his, excitement in his voice to ever call a game. As one of the most popular video games ever, Madden changed it all. The memories will live forever for me as a kid in college and now as an adult playing Madden football. Coach Madden will be missed by not only sports fans, but also the casual and video game fans. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Sorry for messing your text up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that really sums, sums it up. And, you know, when we were talking to Mike McCarthy yesterday, about the All Madden tournament or the All Madden uh, documentary, excuse me, the fact that you know he was just so genuine and, and and was able to reach so many different generations is incredible. You know, I heard stories. There was obviously stories and tributes all night long to John Madden on every kind of channel. Didn't matter. You didn't have to watch just ESPN or Fox or or a sports channel. It, I mean, there was tributes everywhere. It's. There were so many stories of young kids that were thinking, man, I didn't even know he was ever a coach, or I never knew he was a broadcaster. I just thought he was the, 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 the face of a, a video game. You know, I mean, just, just the way that people knew him, it was always something, a lot of people, it was, it was, for a lot of people, it was different. It's lots of different levels to it. So we need to take a quick break, Damon. And, uh, okay, let's take a quick break real quick. Uh, we're going to try to reconnect with Beth Mowens. I don't know what happened. Somehow our phone's disconnected, but we're going to get her back on. She was in the middle of a good story. 2.15 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. 
It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. All right, here we go. 220 is the time. We're back. Unnecessary Roughness. We fumbled out the gates, but we're going to pick up the ball and we're going to recover. One turnover for us. Not too sure what happened, but now we can't get a hold of Beth Mullins. So coming up at 2.30, we're expecting to have Clee Furrow. So we'll talk to him at 3 o'clock. We're ex- no, at 2.45, excuse me, we're expecting to have Brian Salmon. At 3 o'clock, we're expecting to have Lester Hayes. And then you'll also hear John Madden's Hall of Fame speech coming up to close out the show. Again, everything is expecting because we're not too sure what's going on. But we're going to pivot, we're going to navigate, and we're going to keep things moving. So I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. we got a few minutes to, uh, of open lines that we'll have available for you right now. What did John Madden mean to you when you hear that name? What, what does that mean? What do you think of? Do you think of coaching? Do you think of broadcasting? Do you think of the video game? What do you think of? Let us know. 69187, keyword r r It's the Salmon Ash text line. And as mentioned, Raider Nation listener line is 702-365-9200. Got a text. These phones weren't ready for such an epic show. You're right. That's a text out the 209. You're right. Back in the day, you'd say, you didn't pay the bill. And I've had these kind of situations happen before. And not even here. So don't. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. Just not on a uh, not on a day like this, man. We just can't have that happen. We do got a text from Raider Reggie. Every NFL owner, every NFL GM, and NFL player wishes to be as blessed as Al Davis, rest in peace, and the Raiders to have a culture and a game changer as the great John Madden, Raider in paradise. So that's uh that's from Raider Reggie. Great text right there, my man. Uh, how about Fargo Raider? Q and DeMond, Fargo Raider here. When I think of Coach Madden, I think of the picture of him hoisted on the shoulders of his men after winning the Super Bowl versus the Vikings, which people here still aren't over. <laughs> Laughing his ass off. Coach began his coaching career in my hometown of Santa Maria, California, from my school, Allen Hancock College, 60 to 62 as an assistant. And also uh, assistant coach, and in 60 to 62, or 62 to 63 as a head coach. Also, his cameo in The Replacements has always been one of my favorite and most vivid Madden memories. Tweet to follow. He explained the game so normal, folks like me could understand the game better. Just win, baby, from Fargo Raider. And that's one of the biggest keys is that he allowed a lot of people, just normal cats, to be able to understand what they're actually watching. Like, everyone watches the game. Everyone sits down and watches the game. But sometimes folks don't really see the game. And I don't know how much of John Madden you know, it was a factor in, in me watching games and the way that I watch games. But I know for a fact there's things that I see happen and I'll call it out and it, it will, nothing will happen. Or not, you know, there won't be a flag on the player. There won't be anything in particular. And then all of a sudden you'll hear an announcer say, oh, that just happened. And that's something that I just said. I always, it always, I always say that too. I said, I just said that a minute ago, you know, but <laughs> they're doing their thing, you know. And so I don't know how much of that was the Madden influence by what he you know, what he was saying and, and, and the way he was making it simple for everyone to understand. But, yeah, a lot of that, I think, rubbed off on a lot of fans and a lot of uh, people in general so they understand the game 
a lot better. So uh, yeah, that's that was a good one, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, I know we got a couple of callers on the on the Raider Nation listener line at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Who we got up? Allen in Vegas. You up first? Allen, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Q? Chilling, man. Losing John Madden is um like losing a part of my family, and here's why. Um, growing up, I wasn't big on doing my homework after school, but I remember. Uh, Monday nights when the Raiders would play, Rich Gannon, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice. I remember I would finish my homework early, and if I got lucky, I got to listen to a JT the Brick on the station in the Bay Area, and then listen to John Madden, Al Michaels. Uh, with my grandpa, I wasn't big on football, but he would watch Monday nights to listen to John Madden. I think I think John was able to teach my grandpa the game, and like I told the money yesterday, the Madden game. Uh, taught me the basis of football one-on-one um so to have that moment with my grandparents uh watching alan john listen listen to the game and watch the raiders to lose john is like losing a part of my family there you go good stuff good stuff thank you for that call my man i do appreciate you uh demon's over there he's hustling he's doing it all <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to win today brother it's one of those days you just gotta chalk it up don't worry about it but uh yeah uh whenever Whenever you know you can, you could tie in someone as is as large as life as as John Madden and tie him in with family. That's awesome. You know, it really is. And when you can say that, when you can say that about anyone, you know, hey man, I don't really know you or I never met you, but you feel like you're part of my family. That's when you know someone means a lot to someone. You you really do. So good call, man. Definitely thank you. A great way to start us off. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Who we got up next, Damon? Raider Reggie's double dipping on the text line. Nice calling in. All right, what's up, Raider Reggie? That's the first. I've tried and tried to get through and couldn't, so that text must have got through before this call. 100, DeMond, I know you back there hustling, brother. Do your thing. I give you mad love. But, bro, I've never told this story. I'm going to be really quick with it. So nobody really knows that I used to be the mascot for the Oakland A's. I was the mascot for the Oakland A's for like seven years. And uh, I left that job because of some things that happened that reminded me of how uh, some of the other players left the Raiders, right? They upset or something, the GM gets out of line and, and give you the boot. But, man, I ended up working. I worked for the San Jose Giants. And Madden used to bring his family out there, or at least they brought him and it th- it looked like he was getting a little sickly. We didn't know what was wrong with him or any of that, but he was still very active. And I did a, a performance dedicated to his grandson for his birthday. And when I was done, I went over to the area. It was a picnic area that was they were in. Madden grabbed me up and hugged me and was like, you great, you're good. And I'm like, I'm inside the character. I'm feeling like a crushed piece of bread bro (laughs) he's such a big dude but i was also damn near so happy that i was crying because it was john madden doing this to me right right so i get a picture and everything but i only get a picture as the character (laughs) i don't get to be me you know the raider reggie but man that dude i just said it in the text he made so many people understand the game that every level of football, if you're a coach, if you're a GM, if you're a player, whatever it might be, you wish you could have somebody like John Madden as your coach. 
Yes, no doubt, no doubt. Great stuff, Raider Reggie. We do appreciate you. That's a fantastic story as well uh, of your time in the Oakland A's uh, organization as the mascot. Right now on the phone line, we have our guy, Clee Furl from the Raiders, a uh, defensive end. And Clee, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate you. And uh, I'm sure while you were on hold, you heard Raider Reggie talking about John Madden. So we'll start right there. What were your thoughts? And when you hear the name John Madden or the voice, what does he, what does that mean to you? Oh yeah. Thank you guys for having me. And, uh, I mean, when you hear John Madden, man, I think immediately for someone of my generation, man, you think back to the to the to the video game. You think back to, uh, for me, it was you know when Michael Vick was on the cover, and you just hear John Madden going through the plays on the on the side on the sideline of the game, man. So, you know, just hearing his name and hearing him about his legacy and knowing the type of guy he was and what he meant to not only football but to the Raiders as well, man. It's a blessing to be a part of his legacy. Have you played John Madden as Clee Furl? <laughs> no, I've never done that. <laughs> well, I saw Kirk Morrison. He tweeted out yesterday that he was excited when he got drafted. He thought, okay, I'm going to be in the Madden game now. It meant something even more than what it already did. Uh, did was that anything that ever went through your mind when you were drafted uh, uh, back when you got drafted? Oh, yeah, man, of course, bro. You know, Knowing that you're going to be able to be in the game, I mean – it was crazy. And just to be in a part of something that's such a big part of history in the game of football now that, you know, his name is a, is, is the front of. So, I mean, it's a blessing. Talking right now with Cleveland Farrell here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, and sticking with John Madden, uh, he will always forever be a Raider. You're a Raider. You'll always forever be a Raider. What does that mean to be a, a part of so much deep-rooted history like the Raiders and, and of course, with John Madden? Uh, man, I think it just represents, you know, I think, you know, when you talk about guys like John Madden, when you talk about guys like, you know, even Al Davis, man, I think they had a genuine appreciation for seeing the good in everybody, you know, because that's what it was. The Raiders never was a group of, you know, guys that were seen as perfect people in the public eye. It's a group of renegades, a group of outsiders, a group of people who were, you know, not seen as perfect people in the mm-hmm. public eye, but they always saw the good in them. So I think that just shows the true, you know, heart of a man when you can really see, you know, the goodness in everybody. And that's what I think they represent, especially John Madden, for sure. Do you feel like, you know, you have that, like, hey, I, I'm, I got that little edge, I got that little renegade in me, I'm a Raider as well? Of course, of course, man. I think that's... That's anybody when you walk through those doors. I don't think I think that's a part of you know when they when they decide to sign you or draft you, man. You got to have that little bit of edge to you. Talking right now with Cleve Farrell here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. My man Demond's got a question for you. Yeah, Cleve. Earlier today, Derek was talking and he was saying he said he probably the best on the team in Madden. Do you dispute that a little <laughs> bit? Like, does the team are y'all out here playing Madden? Are y'all competing against each other? I mean, I think. Derek says that because like his main competition is his kids, his five year old kids. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I think that, that, that's why he feels like he's the best because he, he beats his kids by like 30 points every time he plays them. But he doesn't play anybody good on the team, you know, because if you really know the gamers, like we got some guys on the team that's really, really good. I want to say myself, I, I'm working to be that good, that guy in Madden, but um, uh, Ken, Kendall Vickers and, and Josh Jacobs and those guys, they, they, they really do that in Madden. Nice, nice. I, I like that. You know, it's funny, Clee. I used to play Madden. I used to go and, and buy the game every time it came out, and then I started playing against guys that brought their own controllers with them, and I realized that, look, I can't hang with you guys. If you guys got your own controllers and you can't use mine, you're better than my skill level. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's really the O-line. The O-line on our team, they have every single – 
portable game that you could think of. Like they play like usually you'll see guys playing cards in the back of the plane, but in the back of our plane you got guys with all like Game Boy Playstations and they're like all back there doing like Bluetooth connected games. It's crazy. <laughs> see? Yeah, that's I'm out of that conversation. I can't I can't be a part of that. I'm already lost. You know, I've already lost that battle. So uh yeah, I'll, I'll let them go ahead and get it again. We're talking with Cleve Ferrell here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Well, let's get to the team. You got two games guaranteed left to play. Indianapolis this week. It's only one game at a time, and the defense has really been cooking. What have you felt like has been really the difference, especially stopping the run? I mean, you guys held the Broncos to 18 yards rushing. That's incredible. What has been kind of the difference maker for you guys? Um, I think especially for the defense, man, I think guys are just guys just bought into the, the system, man. I think we love this system because it lets us play free. It takes the thinking out, and we can be aggressive, man. It's all about the ball. So I think that takes a lot of the thinking out for guys. And it kind of lets you kind of focus in on what you really need to do in order to make plays to help the team out. So, you know, definitely having Coach Gus and uh, Coach Marinelli and those guys really laying down a good plan has been really, really good. What have you learned about yourself and this team in general just this year with the ups and downs, the ins and outs, roller coaster affair of emotions? But here you are, and you're you basically you have your own destiny in your hands. You can go out there and win a couple games and get to the playoffs. What have you learned about yourself? Yeah, man, I think uh, I think not only myself, but I think if you ask any player, you know, that's been a part of this team throughout the year, um, I think they all can have their each own very unique individual, their perspective of what they saw coming in and out of this locker room. And, man, it's truly been, you know, a season like I think we've never seen ever in football, especially with the Raiders, man. It's been truly having, you know, you can't, there, there really ain't much that really can't surprise us at this point with our team. But I think the true, the true blessing is that we still have guys that come out and work every single day. And we come out and we take pride in our work and we're really trying to work towards a championship. So, And I think that shows because even though, you know, we may not come out victorious every game, we it always comes down to a last-second thing where we're fighting or whatever. You know what I mean? You can tell the grit that we have. Yeah, no, you really can. And, I mean, again, when, you know, the offense may not be clicking on every time, every possession, the defense going out there making stops. And, I mean, again, just going back to Sunday, holding those two guys, those two running backs to 18 yards rushing, how much pride and excitement and joy did you guys have once you got to the locker room knowing that you you really went out there and earned that victory oh yeah man that's major that's major most definitely um i think uh i think the main thing was was that we were we were kind of we were had we're all obviously we celebrated the win but we think that the next step for our defense is obviously the turnover margin you know i think the thing that made us mad coming out of that game was that the broncos defense created more numbers than ours did so I think, you know, as we definitely as we get into these last two games and we push for the playoffs, man, we got to create turnovers, and I think that's an emphasis on our defense. Yeah, no, that's a big thing, and Coach Basaccia says it to us in the media all the time that, you know, hey, it's easier to work on things, you know, knowing that you have things to work on coming off a win than it is to work on things coming off a loss. So that's a good position to be in uh, as you prepare and head towards Indianapolis. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple guys on that defensive line. Just uh, what have you learned from them, and, and how much do you look up to them, guys like Unique Ngakwe, Max Crosby, clear, uh, they're, they're clear uh, um, leaders on that defensive line, and, and just really kind of, in, in my opinion, when I see in practice, set the tone for even the practice time. Oh, oh yeah, man. I think uh, I think those guys set a great example for, for for our defense. You know what I mean? I think those guys, you know, everything they've done this year, you know, shows why they were voted 
you know, captain for sure. I think I think as a whole defensive line, I think we all push each other. Mm-hmm. And I think those I think those guys will tell you that uh I think those guys will tell you that, you know, if it wasn't for the whole entire defensive line then, you know, we really aren't who we are as a team. So I think I think we all understand it's, it's been a great collective and major shout out to the D V S and the linebacker for sure, man. Denzel in the back end and Casey and those guys on the back end done a great job all year for sure. Yeah, no, really had a complimentary defense. I mean, every level of the defense has played uh, really well this year and, and given the Raiders a chance each and every game to, to win. And so, uh, you, again, like you said, uh, you guys have really complimented each other. And we just got a couple more questions for you. Uh, as far as that 2019 draft class that you were a part of, uh, we talked about it early in the season that you guys are really taking ownership of this team and, and being the big-time leaders on this team. How much do you feel like you've really grown into uh, a leader so far in your short time in the league? Man, I think it's been a, a wonderful transition, man. I think someone like myself has seen a lot, and I think it, it really has a, a expanded and broadened the amount of people that I feel like I can reach, man. I feel like there's not a lot of players who, you know, I can't go up and talk to and have conversations when I see something's wrong with them. So it's been a great a great experience for me, man, and especially from, for the guys around because I've seen other guys from my class, you know, mature and grow into – different roles as leaders in their in their own, you know, collective group or, or, or position. So it's been really, really good. No, it has. Talking again with Clee Furl here on NSA Roughness, Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Yeah, Clee, I know you get you get you talk about football all the time, all day it's your job. <laughs> but I wanted to take it off the beaten path a little bit. You and Trayvon Mullen were on an episode of Bar Rescue. What was that like? Because I love watching Bar Rescue and just like the yelling that John Taffer's doing. Was it like that in person? did he was he out getting in there in people's faces and all that? Yeah, it was actually really, really cool. Um, he's actually a really, really nice guy, you know, before he, uh, you know, the cameras cut on. He's actually a really, really good guy. You know, he was talking to us before, but obviously when me and Trayvon went in, you know, it was some stuff going on. The guy, they weren't doing some things right in the, in the back of the kitchen. I think the guy was like cross-contamination with the meats. And John went in there, and he went crazy. That's all we heard was him going off. So it was kind of surreal hearing that for the first time. Like, oh, it's kind of real. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was a real good experience. All right, thank you for keeping the magic alive. Because sometimes with reality <laughs> TV, people are like, oh, no, that's not, it ain't go like that. Like, it ain't go down like that at all. It's like, all right, so thank you for oh, no, keeping it alive on me. Thank you. That's that's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Cleet, thank you so much for your time. Oh, man, I know you guys are preparing for this game on Sunday, taking that trip to Indy. Good luck. We'll be paying attention, monitoring, and I uh, look forward to talking to you down the line. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. There he goes, Cleet Furl. Joining us there on the Raider Nation Listen to the Line. We definitely appreciate his time. Appreciate everyone over at the Raiders that uh, helped make that possible. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Will. Uh, Cam, thank you so much for your guys' fine work over there at the PR department of the Silver and Black. Fantastic job. Well, 238 is the time. I told you we weren't. We fumbled originally, but we were going to recover and we were going to bounce back. And that's exactly what we did. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up when we come back, Brian Salmon. From News 3 LV, that's right, the sports director. We're going to get his thoughts on John Madden, his thoughts on the upcoming game, and more. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness as we continue to keep our head on a swivel around here. Because that's how John Madden would like it. Damon Cotton, your boy Q. We've already had a... Clee Furl just had Clee Furl on the on, on the last uh, segment. Really good. We started things off with Beth Mullins, but her interview got cut short. I think at this point, though, I think it was her phone, and it makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to keep telling myself, so I, I continue to feel better. I think that the the cutoff was with her phone because when we tried to reconnect, 
Uh, it just didn't work. So I'm thinking that it was her phone, and, and I'm just going to roll with that. But uh, right now, from uh, News 3 Las Vegas is my guy, Brian Salmon. He's the voice around town. He's the man around town. Best dressed guy around town as well. Brian, welcome to the show. I appreciate you, my man. Yo, what's happening, Q, man? Thank you for having me on, as always. Appreciate the compliment, Playboy. Hey, no doubt about it, man. And there's so many different elements that I want to talk to you about. Of course, I'm going to start with John Madden. And when you hear that name, when you hear that voice, when you see that that picture of Madden, what what do you think of? What, what does Madden mean to you? First thing I think of, honestly, is uh, – him calling games on Fox with, with Summerall. Okay. Just listening to some of those old clips, I was like, man, it, it kind of took me back to when I really was a fan of football. wasn't covering football, but was just a fan. Love watching games. I'm not a, a video game player, man, so I don't think of him as Madden with the video game. And plus, I'm old. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was about to ask you. I, I pictured you as a guy who, who was pretty nice on the sticks. I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving you too much credit, but I thought that you were pretty nice on the sticks. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm nice at playing real football. How about that? Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Madden was serious, man. Madden was a real deal. That was something we took We took personal on Friday nights, man. Me and my buddies used to get a pizza, pizza delivered to the house, have a couple drinks, and we got on the sticks, man. And that that's where 21 Blowout, the conversation came from. If you got 21 Blowout, you're off the sticks. That's where that came uh, from. <laughs> you know what, man? Like, I, 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 this is, again, I'm old, man. I played Tecmo Bowl. I played, I, I played that. Bowl, I played that. Okay. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson sweep. No one's going to stop him. Man, he can go. Bo Jackson sweep. Jerry Rice and uh, Joe Montana on the slant all day, every day. Yep. Can't do nothing <laughs> with it. But, nah, man, I, I played quarterback in high school, man. So, like, I played sports. I played dominoes and spades, man, but I never got into video games like that. Too many buttons, man. I'm too old school. Too many buttons. I respect that. I, I, I do. I really do respect that. I'm going to go ahead and use that now from, from now on because I don't play Madden anymore. And I'll tell you right now, honestly, the last game I bought of Madden and I went out and got it immediately was when Richard Sherman was on the cover. So, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while yeah, since I went out there and got mine. Sherman ain't been on the cover of too much anything lately except for... <laughs> Well, TMZ. And AARP. AARP. <laughs> right, right. AARP and TMZ, and that's nothing, you don't want to be on either one of those these days. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the case. But, all right, now getting into, Brian, getting into the game this uh, this upcoming Sunday. The Raiders are off. We just talked to Cleve Farrell. They're headed to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, two wins and they're in, Brian. Uh it, when the, the the way that this season has gone, the roller coasters, the emotions, everything that's happened, can you believe going into Week 17, the Raiders are in the position right now where if you win out, you're in the playoffs? It's just bananas, man. Like for real, for real, they need to make this season into a a movie, short movie, a drama or something. I mean, there's been so much going on. If they make it into the playoffs, you could seriously do like a Rudy type movie, just some kind of athlete type movie on this Raiders season because there's been a lot going on. Right. A lot. Yeah, exactly. And again, I'm so shocked that they're in this position and not because they're not a good team, but it's just been so much going on that it's almost hard to uh, stay on that line and stay focused on the the task at hand. But somehow they find themselves in this position week 17. And what did you think uh, of the performance from that defense and that defensive line holding the Broncos rushing game to 18 yards on Sunday? Man, you couldn't you see it from like the first or second snap of the game, the the motor that Max Crosby came out. It, he almost came out wanting to let folks know this is why I was voted to my first Pro Bowl. And the rest of the defense just kind of followed suit, man. I mean, they were flying around, flying around, controlling the game. You know, the offense tried to give it away. They did their best, man. But, you know, the defense was like, no, we're not going to. Yeah. We're not going to let you guys give this game away. 
You're going to keep them scoreless in the second half. Right. Man, I mean, they balled out. They balled out. Yeah, no, they did. And, and you know, you mentioned that uh, the offense trying to give it away, that 10 points that they spotted them right halftime I remember looking at you at halftime in the press box thinking what in the hell did I just see you know like I was shocked I couldn't believe what I just saw I don't think I'd ever seen a worse five minutes of football and then they come in the second half and they're able to do what they did what do you think that 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 mood was like in the locker room what kind of conversation do you think they had in the locker room at halftime man there was a whole lot of uh there were a whole lot of uh superlatives and (laughs) expletives flying around the locker room man I know cats were mad you know, cats had to be mad. Like, man, listen, what the man, what the heck are we doing? Right. Like, we, we're, there's no way this team should be in the game with us, let alone be winning right now. Um, so, you know, we come back out, do what we do. Uh, whoever talked to them, like, Derek, listen, man. Okay, the guy made a great play on a, on, on that. Josh, why are you carrying the, the football like a, a loaf of bread? They say that on TV all the time. All the time. Oh, Deion, let Deion Sanders do that. You don't do that. You're not <laughs> Deion. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Stop uh, they came out, man, looking like a brand new team. Who's at the second half? Right. No, I agree. I agree. And, and you got to give them a lot of credit because I thought at halftime they were going to come come out and just kind of fold. You know, I mean, and that's and hey, my bad for thinking that, but that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I really, I mean, I really did. And I have no problem yeah. admitting that because anyone who thought, okay, they're going to come out of the locker room fired up and shut the Broncos down and come away with a victory would probably be lying to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> nah. I mean, think about it like this too, man. Um, what game was it that they the Chiefs game? You know what I mean? Like that was the first time I in a long time I seen a team like, ooh, it looked like they quit. Mm-hmm. That, ooh, that was all bad. So I, mean, I I can completely understand why you would feel the way you felt because you've seen it before right. in that building. Right. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, that was ugly. Yeah, Bubba no. Sparks ugly. It, it, <laughs> yes, it was. I like that. Bubba Smart Sparks ugly. That's good stuff. Again, we're talking with Brian Salmon here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. How about Allegiant Stadium? That's something that we've heard about all year long about the home field advantage or lack of home field advantage. You felt it, Brian. I, I felt it on the Monday night football game against the Ravens, the first game of the season. I felt it. But I, I really think that the Raider crowd, Raider Nation, made a difference in that game on Sunday. I completely agree with you, man. And, uh, I mean, to to your point, um, Basachi was asked about it after the game, as was Hunter Renfro, I believe. And I thought they were great questions. They gave great answers, man. They could steal Raider Nation on the sideline. That's the kind of home field advantage that Mark Davis talked about coming into this season. That, you know, the team that John Gruden talked about it coming into this season, that they needed to get from Raider Nation. We talked about it coming into this right. season, that we felt like Allegiant Stadium would be good for a win or two. Well, hey, the first game versus the Ravens, I think the stadium kind of pushed them through. In this game, you could absolutely tell that Raider Nation helped get them this win. It helped kind of galvanize the defense, give them the you know the confidence after they booed them. Right. <laughs> to right. Come out and play well. Right. Well, I mean, hey, and that's okay. You know, if, if you put something bad out there and, and they boo you, hey, maybe that motivated them to go into the locker room, and come out the way they did. I don't know, but they did. They went out there and got that dub, and the Raider Nation obviously was cheering them on. And, and Brian, you cover a lot of Golden Knights. I mean, you've been at every event here in Vegas that 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 is put on, and there's a lot of fantastic events going on. The home court and home ice advantage that the Knights have. Can you imagine yeah. that? in Allegiant Stadium if the Raiders could continue to develop like a, 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 a tradition of winning like the Knights did, especially their first season here in Vegas? Oh, my gosh. I mean, come on, Q. I mean, think about it. Man. First of all, the experience that you have at a Golden Knights game during the playoffs, that first-year run, is something, honestly, that I've never felt. And I'm talking about Super Bowls, big-time boxing, UFC, whatever. You know what I mean? So I could just imagine 70,000 people inside of Allegiant Stadium 
cheering for the Raiders, there are already bananas in there, and they're probably like, I'm going to give a generous 75% Raider Nation inside of Allegiant Stadium. Could you imagine 80 to 85% Raider Nation inside of there just going crazy for that team? Right. It would be something like we've never experienced. That we've never experienced, man. That's exactly what I feel and think as well. I just think it's up to the Raiders to start winning on a regular basis to establish that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's yes. what they got to do. Yes. And you know what, too, man? And I, I completely agree because if they do that, like, say they, they make it to the playoffs and somehow they get a home game or something, or that last game against the season, last game of the season against San Diego, San Diego, LA, <laughs> right. um, which would be for the playoffs, if they have that kind of atmosphere in there and they win, Las Vegas will start to adapt the team because I'm I'm sick of the locals talking about this not our team and blah blah blah. When it, it it is it is Las Vegas's team. I don't care where they came from, how many places they've been. This is Las Vegas's NFL team, and they will get the support if they win. But they got to They got to win, man. They right. got to win, and then they can bring some folks over to their side, to the dark side, baby, the silver and black. There you go. Just win, baby. Then Brian will be wearing some suits that are, uh, you know, silver and black. He had the Christmas tree. He had the, you had the Christmas tree theme going on on Sunday, man. You were sharp, man. Every once in a while, I, you know, you got a guy that's just like your alter ego. Like if I was a well-dressed guy, I'd be Brian Salmon. <laughs> I like that, Q. You know what, man? That's, that's you for me. Man. Every time I, I go to sleep and I think like, man, I'm giving me a fresh lineup and had these spinning waves. You're going to be spinning. I, that's cute. And that's I wake true. up and I'm like, oh, man, I ain't got no hair, man. I'm going to do no, you know what's funny, Brian? It's funny you said that because Demond came in today with a haircut and he goes, "You ain't gonna say nothing. You ain't gonna say nothing." <laughs> like, yo, 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 my cut ain't looking good. He the, he the first one. Yeah, you need a haircut, right? Like, yo, so it's just like, yo, man, so give me some props now. The fade looking crispy. It does look good. It does. <laughs> yo, if, if I see Demond man and, and it's sharp, you know I let folks know, man. If you look cool, I'm gonna let folks know. If you wear something crazy, I'll let you know that too. So. I mean that's how that's why I dress the way I dress because folks keep it one thousand with you. If you look crazy, you gonna know, and so you better try to look decent. Right, you know and see, the only thing that Demond doesn't know, and I'm gonna teach him. I'm gonna learn him, Brian. I'm gonna learn him. He got learn his haircut. Him. He got his haircut on Wednesday. Ain't nobody gonna oh. see him till the weekend. You know what I mean? So there's yes, no yes. there's no physical evidence that he looks good. Where I go get my haircut Saturday, and then I go somewhere and make an appearance on Saturday night, and then go to the game on Sunday, and I'm always on point. You can you learn the young brother something, please, <laughs> man? Give him some game. I'm Come trying. On, man. And, and we all know that, right? I cut my hair the day before, the morning of before I go to the game. We got no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, great. Brian, great stuff, man. I love to catch up with you, man. Just a, a couple homeboys talking ball, man. I definitely appreciate you as always. Uh, what you got coming out on the News 3LV that a Raider fan should be on the lookout for? I know you guys got everything covered. We got everything covered. You know what? Kind of cooking up something at the moment right now to, to get a player, a former player of John Gruden, of John Gruden, goodness gracious, of, uh, of John Madden, to come on and talk with us about, you know, his legacy and everything else, man. That, and then also, you got Francis Ngannou, man, the UFC heavyweight mm. champion of the world. A nice one-on-one that I did with him, man. That's coming up on Sportsnet on Sunday, man. So Hold on, Brian. How <laughs> mad are you How mad are you that that event's going to be taking place in Houston instead of here in Vegas? Oh, you mean L.A.? I think it's in Anaheim, but yeah, no, oh. I'm... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Anaheim or something like that, but I'm highly, highly, highly upset. Highly upset. Anytime they have a big event... That's not in Vegas. That's a, a UFC or boxing. I'm I'm pissed. 
Well, you can make the trip to Anaheim. It's easier to make the trip oh, to Anaheim than I got it is my, Houston. I got my car arenas mixed up. The Toyota, the Toyota Center, it's in the Honda Center. There you go. Got my yeah. car arenas mixed up. <laughs> he got his vehicles messed up. Yeah, no, I, I could go to L.A. for it. However, Q, you should know this like I know. I'm covering that if I get paid to go, right. I will go. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I'm with you. I'm with you. Someone's got to pay the bills. Someone's got to pay the bills. You got to pay me, player. I heard that. Well, hey, man, you keep it 100, man. I do appreciate you as always, man. Keep doing what you do. You guys are doing a fantastic job, and uh, I'll hang out with you soon. I'm sure I'll see you soon. My guys, man, I appreciate you, Q, man. You're killing it on here. You're killing it on here. I'm not just saying that because you have me on, man. Like, you absolutely killing it. You got three Qs running around Las Vegas right now. All of them got fresh cuts. <laughs> there you go. That's how it should be. Thank you so much, Brian. We do appreciate you, man. Good stuff right there. Brian Salmon, my guy from News3LV on Twitter at Brian News, and that's Brian with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, News3LV. 256 is the time. That's one hour in the books just like that. Speaking of, Brian said something about a former player, played for Coach Madden. We got one. Lester Hayes, you've got to train your body and train your brain. He's coming up to kick off hour number two. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.